Greetings and welcome to episode 31 of the Dan York Report. It was 10 years ago today on August 29th, 2003 that the first version of Skype was released by a number of entrepreneurs from Denmark, Sweden, and this country called Estonia that many people had never heard of. And Skype pretty much fundamentally and irrevocably changed the telecom landscape over this past 10 years. I don't think it's excessive hyperbole to say that because it really fundamentally disrupted so many aspects of telecom. I mean, think about it. 10 years ago, international phone calls were a massive source of revenue for phone companies and indeed for countries. Many countries and governments around the world relied on those for for income, for money, for revenue, of either whether they're a private company or government. And that's all been just destroyed, eviscerated, you know, gone. Skype has pretty much commoditized that to zero. I know very few people who are still making international phone calls. And if they are, it's primarily because they don't know about Skype. You know, Skype uh, became a prime example of OTT, over-the-top applications that exist on the data layer of telecom and mobile networks and take market share and revenue away from the, the network providers and has, you know, created this whole world where the incumbent telcos and carriers are trying to figure out how do they continue to exist. You know, Skype brought us High-quality audio, wideband audio, super wideband audio, this ability to feel like you're right there with the person when you are actually speaking with them, when you have a good Skype connection. It sounds like you're there. And that in itself has brought about so much, so many more levels of connectivity and, and collaboration. I, you know, I've participated in any number of podcasts where myself and a host recorded things using Skype over the Internet. Think of the number of news broadcasts where you've seen video reports coming in from people far away over Skype, or a number of call-in shows and others where Skype has played a role to bring people in. Those, the video calls, coupled with the, the rise of ubiquitous webcams in laptops and other devices, mobile devices, that, you know, on one level, destroyed an entire video conferencing industry that, that was all about, you know, big expensive cameras and equipment and room video and everything else that actually it was hardly ever used because it was so complex, but Skype brought video conferencing really out to the masses. Even though there had been many other programs that would do that, they brought that out there. You know, Skype had all sorts of interesting technology innovations, the P2P architecture that initially was used, although in recent years that was modified and changed to bring in more servers based in Microsoft's data centers for more resiliency and stability after the big massive outage that happened a couple years back. You know, but still, the P2P architecture, persistent group chats, you know, Skype still, the group chats, the capacity still blows away what you can do in IRC or Jabber chats or other things with the persistent quality. That's the one thing. You can, you know, be in a Skype chat, shut down your computer, jump on an airplane, get off your airplane, open up your computer, get all your chat messages that happened while you were gone. There's a, there's a persistence to that that hasn't yet been replicated with the ease of use in any way I've seen yet. You know, just... You know, so many different ways that Skype disrupted things, showing the ease of a user interface. And, you know, on one level, Skype became a verb. And that's something in a certain way. We talk about Skyping each other. We talk about, you know, let's Skype on that instead of a conference call. You know, think about the conference call industry. You know, it's been gone in so many ways, too, because, again, of Skype. You know, Skype changed so much. And on its 10th birthday, there's a lot to celebrate. But the question comes in is really... What will Skype celebrate in another 10 years? Will it still be relevant? 
you know, that list of disruptions I just listed off were many of the same ones I wrote about on my Disruptive Telepathy blog back on the 8th anniversary, two years ago. You know, uh, in the last two years, we haven't really seen a whole lot of new things. Yes, there's been integration with Microsoft products, you know, additions to this and adding to Outlook.com and, you know, stuff like this, but nothing that really just says, wow, that's game-changing. Now, part of the challenge, of course, is that Skype is now part of infrastructure. We just expect it to work. And that's kind of what's changed for me a bit. It's no longer something new and exciting. It's not a bright, shiny object. It's just a tool. It's something that's there. I use it. I expect to use it. And I do use it pretty much daily in talking to people or chatting with people. But it's just a tool. And on one level, it's a success for Skype because to have millions of people think of it just as a tool, you know, well, that's, that's cool. But on the other hand, Skype's gone from being the disruptor, from being the change agent, you know, from fighting against the man of the telecom industry to becoming the man, to becoming part of that infrastructure. You know, some of the stats that show that 25, 33 or more percent of all international connections happen over Skype. That's huge. That's enormous. You know, we were talking about this earlier, though, this feeling that, eh, you know, Skype, okay, it's not exciting anymore. It's not sexy, not interesting. Phil Wolf said, who used to be involved with uh, Skype Journal for a long time, he said, Skype is boring. It's like electricity. It's just there. You know, and talked Microsoft's working on customer acquisition, you know, making things work, making, trying to stay relevant when you can add features very easily, you know, to any devices. We look at what WebRTC has opened up and the ability of anybody to take a few lines of JavaScript and add voice, video, chat. Uh, you know, data transfer, any of that to a, a web application. You can go and do that. Stuart Henschel, who has been a long, long time Skype advocate and was one of the creators of the Skype journal and has written writing about Skype for ages, wrote, you know, he said, he has post Skype's first decade, a wasted opportunity. And he says, you know, here it is. Today, Skype is a feature, part of Microsoft. While it may generate substantial dollars, it isn't the company it could have been. Skype was, once, was one of those once-in-a-lifetime products that today could have been revolutionizing how the world evolves. It was once secure, outside the reach of the NSA. It had the network and membership, so it could have been a Facebook or a Twitter. It had strong developer support, its own store. You know, um, it, was, it still is the most universal free-calling solution. It works across the platforms. And yet to, Skype today is a brand without a soul. And I think that's interesting because Skype did go from this scrappy, interesting, exciting underdog to being part of the industry, to be there. It was the disruptor. And now the question is, is it, will it be disrupted? I don't know. It's not as exciting to talk about or to write about. I'd like to hope that Skype has some innovations left in it, and I'm looking forward to perhaps seeing that if they're there. But in the meantime, I wonder, what will be next? What will be Skype's role? Will it still be relevant in another 10 years? Stewart said, uh, ended his post with saying, in internet years like dog years, Skype has had a good run. Still, it's age, some, and I like, and I know it's no longer my primary communication method. If I had one wish, I'd love to see another Skype P2P-like system take root, although this time on mobile, resetting the rules for the telecom stack. That's still something I could promote. And me too, Stuart, me too. I'd love to see something that could be that disruptor, that could truly change telecom in even more ways. We're seeing a lot of that with WebRTC as one of the building blocks, but the system, the directory, the components are really part of the key, and it would be a massive undertaking to disrupt what Skype is, of course, and to change things, but I'd love to see that in some way. 
So I celebrate Skype's 10 years. It's been an awesome run. I'm excited about all the disruption that's happened, and happy birthday to Skype and to all those who are out there. But what I really want to see from Skype now is what's next? What's the innovation? Or what comes next after Skype? Love to hear your thoughts. You can leave them on soundcloud.com slash danyork or on social networks where this is posted. Thank you for listening. You can find more at soundcloud.com slash danyork or danyork.me. Bye for now.